Welcome to the You Lead Podcast, brought to you by the Council for School Leadership of the Alberta Teachers Association. Hello and welcome to the You Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Haley. Today is the second part of a series we're doing on ways different leaders around Alberta are supporting teachers during the COVID-19 pandemic. Like in other parts of the country and the world, schools in Alberta are engaged in shutdowns and remote learning. Teachers and leaders have had to adapt fast to this new and changing environment. Now, just like in the first episode, we asked one simple question of our leaders. What are the ways that you're supporting teachers during this pandemic? We found their answers to be enlightening and may help you navigate this difficult environment. Our first response comes from Shane Gow a K-12 principal in rural Alberta. I feel very fortunate to work with an amazing staff that have embraced our new normal and adapted very quickly to our current learning context. I also have appreciated the communication and direction from our division leadership team that have supported this transition and helped with this shift in practice. The week leading up to class cancellation was focused on making sure each of our teachers were comfortable navigating in their e-learning platforms and addressing any issues they encountered. We encouraged our staff to work together, but also cautioned doing too much too soon as we needed to ensure our students and parents felt success around this transition. After spring break, our focus was really about reconnecting with all of our students. This was essential in finding out the platform that each student's learning pathway would require in order to develop a clear profile of what they know and could do. Some of our students embraced the online world and had the necessary supports in place at home to excel in this area, while others lacked the resources and support at home, and our teachers needed to find alternative ways of delivering this instruction through take-home paper copies and phone call check-ins. Our focus was also on well-being of our students, as we know many families would struggle with the pressures of self-isolation and may not yet be in a place to engage in deep levels of learning. However, this new normal has also provided us the opportunity to rethink our teaching pedagogy and look at practices that can deepen learning. This change included stepping away from trying to teach all the curricular outcomes to more of a focus around what are the big rocks and essential outcomes. Looking at how teachers are gathering evidence of learning and using different methods to do this. Really understanding what students know and can do. This shift includes moving away from a focus on assigning items with a time constraint to more of a conversation with students around their learning. To focus on the the learning cycle, which involves teachers teaching an essential outcome, allowing practice time for that students to try to master this outcome, and the teacher providing the feedback to both the student and or parent, and then providing extra support and resources to, to those students that may still be struggling. Throughout this learning process, our students and parents have appreciated the personalized conversations teachers have with their students. This speaks to the power of developing strong relationships 
as many of our students have needed to see and hear our teachers each day and for this to be part of the learning cycle that occurs. For our teachers, this new normal has also provided them the opportunity to rethink assessment and to look at their teaching practices and focus on formative assessment and providing meaningful, personalized feedback to their students. They have also taken the emphasis off of grading and focused on feedback techniques in order to respond to each student's unique context and learning progressions. This opportunity has also created a personalized connection with many parents as teachers have had to teach parents their role in this feedback loop. As we know, students learn at different rates and the feedback from parents around workload and work time has been important so that teachers can find balance. This relationship is also important to help students self-monitor how they're doing in relation to their learning goals, which helps build ownership and foster motivation. As we progress through our new normal, my work as principal will still be around providing support and wellness resources to those families, students, and teachers that are still struggling. This will require regular check-ins with teachers, students, and parents, and engaging in conversations around this support. As a staff, we meet regularly via Google Meet, or as required, to answer any questions our teachers may have and provide further direction and any updates from our division leadership team. We are also engaging in deeper conversations around assessment and teaching practice during our scheduled professional development days. We have also continued our collaborative response model on our scheduled staff collaborative days with a focus on supporting struggling students and building teacher capacity and instructional practice. Our next response comes from Kathy Kleschinski, who is a suburban elementary school principal. There is no one unaffected by this pandemic. This has created a unique experience and situation for our school staff, our students, and their families. It was important to look right away at how we could support each of these groups throughout this new reality. The first thing that we did was to check in with our staff to see how everyone was doing. Once we made sure everyone was okay, we started to work together as a team to put a plan into place. After we encouraged everyone to take a deep breath, the mantra from the very beginning has been the following. We all need to have patience. This is new for everyone. We will work together and we will take it slow. It was important that we wore our hearts on our sleeves so that our families knew that we cared. And when we did our check-ins with them, we made sure that every student was accounted for and okay. We had to honor that everyone was grieving. We were all missing our students as a staff. The students were missing out on field trips and exciting things that they had planned. And there was no chance to say goodbye. As a staff, we had to learn to deliver our program from a distance. This was a unique challenge as our students are the baby bears of the population. We have pre-K to grade 4 students and the lower third of our population had not yet used technology as a tool in their learning. Our grade 1s and 2s had minimal experience and in reality our grade 3 and 4 students were our only group that had some of the tech skills that were going to be required in our virtual classrooms. 
So besides supporting the staff with some training, we quickly realized that our delivery would need to support student and parent learning on how to navigate the tech tools as well. The first step in our plan was to consider the big picture. Schools were closed over the weekend with no notice or time to prepare. This was two weeks prior to spring break and our superintendent had given us a week to figure things out. We would then have one week of virtual learning before spring break and then have some time to adjust if required. We put all of our support staff in charge of student belongings. Each EA was charged with one or two classes. They cleaned, gathered belongings from desks and lockers, and with support from our secretaries, labeled and bagged everything. This allowed our teachers to focus on training, learning, and making a plan. It was decided that we needed consistency across grades and throughout the school so that our families with more than one child would not be inundated with a variety of platforms. We also decided that each teacher would create a new Google site or, for the few that already had one, create a new tab on their site as a platform for their virtual classrooms. This site was going to become key for their method of instruction. Google Classroom and Screencastify became the two additional tools of choice to be used in conjunction with our new sites. We utilized one of our strong tech lead teachers in the school to provide the training for Screencastify and Google Classroom, while our admin team then provided the support and the training for the Google Sites. After large group instruction and modeling were done, we continued in grade level groups to ensure each teacher had plenty of support, feedback, and coaching in the creation of their sites. As admin, we provided initial communication to our entire school community on what virtual learning and support would look like, and then we provided exemplars for our teachers on how the initial communication could look via email. We were intentional with our wording to ensure that parents didn't feel added stress or pressure, and most importantly, that they didn't feel overwhelmed. As part of our initial communication, we included a very simple and short Google survey for our parents. This was our first check-in with all of our families, and it included questions to find out how each family was coping, did they require any emotional support, any food or other types of resources, and then, of course, a check on who had technology access at home, who had internet, and who was going to require a device. We were very fortunate to have a large number of older devices at the district level that our techs were able to wipe and get ready for us to hand out to our families. For the small handful of families that had no internet, we were able to hook them up with a free service provider and we handed out nearly 50 Chromebooks to those that required a device. This really took a village and it has been an incredible team building experience. Absolutely every staff member in our building was pouring their hearts into preparation for our new learning delivery model. Their willingness to learn, their dedication, and their passion to make this work has been nothing short of amazing. As admin, we continued to provide support in whatever shape or fashion that was required. We had several grade team meetings to answer questions, have discussions, and figure out how we were going to do this while keeping in mind the mantra of, we need to move slow, we need to be patient, and we need to make sure our students and their families are in a good place and are ready to learn. Our student belonging pickup was extremely successful. 
our support staff had the supplies organized into some categories. They had personal belongings, school supplies, and then a task package. Teachers prepared little packets of information for each of our students to be included with their belongings. This included a letter from each teacher to their students and a few paper pencil activities and suggestions that parents could utilize without technology. Based on the demographics of our school, we felt it was important that we provided some materials for our parents to use with their children that would require no prep other than to pull it out of its dedicated bag. Some of these activities were part of regular routines from throughout the year and were things that the children would be able to do without causing undue stress on them or their parents. Once initial connection was made, barriers were identified and solutions were put into place to overcome those challenges. Our teachers were so excited to create videos and send out their first set of lessons. What we learned very quickly is that our parent community was having a hard time adjusting. We had quite a range of engagement with our families. As few as four students in one class connected to the learning activities during the first week and all but five in another class. As admin, we really had to work with our teachers to encourage patience and individual check-ins with their students and families to ensure that they knew that we were there and ready to support their learning when they were ready. That was really hard for our staff initially. They were so eager and just wanted to get going. They worked long hours to prep and then they had to slow down. We quickly learned after some parent phone calls to do check-ins that slowing down was exactly what we needed to do. We needed to adjust our pacing or we were going to lose a large collective group. And then the challenge would be, how do we get them all back? I'm happy to report that two weeks later, that this was absolutely the right guidance and support for both our teachers and our families. We have just done a follow-up survey, which we plan to do every three to four weeks to get a really good global picture. 85% of our families have responded that our pacing and the workload is just right. We have cautioned our eager teachers to not go full speed ahead and to refer to their class survey results to guide their planning and preparation. Our next step in the process as admin was to prepare some common practice for Google Meets so that our team could move on to video chats and not just rely on the text, videos, and home packages for their lessons. We created a how-to picture visual with minimal text and a simple how-to video to send out to all of our parents. The teachers have all utilized these tools on their sites and are now setting up individual Google Meets to engage with their students, and the hope is that we will move on to small groups very shortly. Throughout this whole process, we have also created a couple of shared documents to track how our families are doing. This document is updated when teachers or admin talk or email with students or their families to highlight those that may require extra support. My assistant principal and I have also spent a number of hours training our support staff on how to use the tech tools and to create new unique assignments for how they can both support our teachers and our students. We have pondered the following question right from the very beginning. How do we continue to connect and build our sense of community from afar? We devised something called the Raptor Chat and some fun challenges for social media. The Raptor Chat has been really light for now but it will become our forum for continuing our character education teaching. 
we have included an element to encourage interaction from our students. In our first video, for example, we asked students to submit a joke through a Google form, and then we featured two of those jokes in our next Raptor chat. We are utilizing the same tech tools that our teachers are, and it is an opportunity to walk the talk for us and provide some good modeling at the same time. We continue to do regular check-ins with our grade level teams, as well as support any teachers on an individual basis when required. Last, but certainly not least, our learning support teacher and our admin team do additional check-ins with families who are struggling. This way we are bearing the load together and it doesn't utilize too much of the teacher's day. One comment that I have heard over and over again is, how is this possible that I am busier without students in the building than when they were here? We have been examining that question as a staff, and we are hopeful that this will slow down as more students and their parents become adjusted to the current learning situation. Right now, though, we are doing lots of hand-holding and support so that we can keep the stress level and anxiety of our students and their families to a minimum. Empathy, compassion, patience, our time to listen, building in time to share, and opportunities for connection, along with providing whatever training that is needed, have all been imperative in supporting our teachers through this incredible journey. We will all be stronger, more skilled, and more resilient when this chapter in our careers moves on to the next. But for now, we need to encourage self-care and balance while we navigate through these uncharted waters and continue to support each other, as this situation, like no other, really requires a village. Be healthy, stay safe, and take care, everyone. Our last response to our question, how are you supporting teachers during the pandemic, comes from Bryn Spence, a principal who serves early education to grade nine. I think that uh, there's there's lots of things to consider when we think about supporting teachers within this pandemic. Um, above all else, one of the things that we have talked about as a staff, and I think continues to be very, very important, is to ensure that relationships are maintained and uh, that we do everything we can to make sure those relationships uh, continue to develop in an appropriate way. Uh, and so one of the biggest things that uh, we do as an administrative team here, is to make sure that we are uh, present and available to staff when there are things that they need assistance with. Uh, so that idea of responsive support is a huge piece of um, the work that we do, um, making sure that staff have the tools. And so do they have things like document cameras? Do they have things like uh, working technology? And when technology is not working, do they have a process for how they can get assistance in uh, getting it back up and running. And so that has been a, a big piece of the work that we have, we have been engaging in. Um, and then also providing that, uh, support for parents and students. And so if there are questions working with teachers to help them word and, and respond to questions that has kind of a big picture to the, the response so that we are trying to be coordinated in what we are doing. Um, we talked a lot as a staff about the importance of trying to be consistent in our expectations across the, across uh, grades and, and certainly grade levels um, so that classes are kind of asking their students to do or teachers are asking their students to do similar things. And so uh, that has been very important in the way that we have approached things. Um, the other thing that we've been doing is really engaging in 
frequent check-ins. Um, and so that has looked at a couple of different ways. We have a morning staff meeting every morning where anything that's important or, or uh, good to know is brought forward. Uh, in some cases, that's sharing uh, a framework. In some cases, that's just conversation. It gives staff an opportunity to ask, ask questions to the bigger group because one of the things that we have uh, talked about is the, the, the lack of connection for staff um, where they would normally have that in things like a, a staff room and, and the morning routines and stuff. And so trying to build those in within the staff meeting. And so if staff have questions about something or uh, are, are getting ready to do uh, something they maybe haven't done before, they can throw that out there at the staff meeting to, to get feedback from other people who have maybe done it or have different ideas about how to do it. And so that has, has been a, a central focus for the work that we've done in supporting staff. Um, making sure that communication is, is occurring. Uh, in, in times like this, communication is uh, essential in terms of people have questions and trying to give them uh, answers to the things that we can answer is really helpful in helping them to uh, navigate things and feel confident in their abilities to navigate things moving forward. And so making sure that uh, some of the weekly routines that happen within our school are maintained. So things like uh, there's a Monday morning memo, it's changed, it doesn't look the same as it did prior to the pandemic pandemic, but it, it does uh, provide staff with information and, and uh, kind of an outlook for the week as a whole. Those sorts of things are, are maintained and included uh, throughout. And then finally, we've been doing, uh, making it a point as an admin team to engage in one-on-one -on -one check ins. And so, uh, connecting with, with all staff on a regular basis throughout the week just to see how things are going and making sure that people have what they need. And if they have questions, this is a great place to ask them. And also just to check in and make sure that they're doing okay. Uh, that has been uh, another piece of the work of support. And so it is definitely new. It is definitely, uh, there's some, some growing pains as we go through this process, but I would say that when we look at it overall, uh, we are making sure that we are taking care of each other and that we are continuing to provide a high level of support to our staff and students as well as our community. Thank you to Shane Gao, Kathy Kleshinsky, and Bryn Spence for their contributions, and thank you for listening to this episode of the ULEAD podcast. Be sure to check out our other episodes and subscribe.